I'm in love with her and I sound fine. Well, you, she, did, you did until then. Oh, she's so fine. Okay, I think so. I'm passing another stone. Do you really? I don't know. Mm. No, I don't think so. I think I just did too much. Saturday, I just walk all day for work. Well, and like that walking will kill you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eight hours of walking in just a business uh, thing. Like walking, stopping, walking, stopping, walking, stopping, walking, stopping. Anyway. Sounds like you got like a, you know, kind of a pattern going there. Yeah. So my upper groin hurts. I, you know. About where the appendix would be, but I know it's not that. Guess what's going at the end of this episode? <laughs> My upper groin hurts. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you need something new. There was no piffy comment at the end of uh, the Ian Levenstein one. I listened to that today at work. Because you know what I did today at work? I stood in one spot for eight flipping hours. That's why my groin hurts again. Oh. Plus, then I came home. Actually, you know what? It didn't hurt when I was at work. It, it, I came home, and I spent about an hour sorting comic books in, in here. With your groin? <laughs> it ain't easy. I, I can honestly say I have no experience in that particular uh, so do you, endeavor. Should uh, Is this like preamble for the show, or are you going to want to put this in the show? All right. Well, I, I originally wasn't planning on putting this in the show, but I think it's gold. Okay. So it's going in. All right, so I now you, know. Do you, do you want to just bring in the episode and then you can go into your uh, stuff? Yeah, 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 we can do that. Uh, oh, I still haven't got my glasses, though. Hey, you, you give me all of this material and we're not in yet. Go hold ahead. On, hold on. Come on, come on, come on. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to see if I can read this without the glasses. Oh, man. I guess I can read this if I open my eyes really wide. <laughs> does that work for you? It does. And I push it away. I think it's pushing it away more than the opening your eyes really wide. <laughs> and I have it under a direct light, so... Although, the, yeah, the direct light makes a big difference. Well, because to go get my glasses, i got to put my pants back on, and I don't really feel like doing that. Oh, my God. What? I'm wearing socks and shoes. Actually, my underwear looks like a pair of shorts. My wife yells at me all the time because I'll run out and I'll grab stuff in the van, and she'll be like, you're in your underwear. I'm like, yeah, but I have boxer briefs from a distance... Yeah, and they're not white, so it's like, you, you can't... They were when you bought them. <laughs> like, they look like shorts from a distance. You know, she's just like, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. I'm, I'm, I'm with her. After 21 years of marriage, this is what you get, you know? Barriers break down. See, that's the thing. I was only married for 20 years, so I don't know. See, you didn't, you didn't break that barrier. You, you, you didn't break the, I'm going out to the car in my underwear barrier. And nobody's going to stop. And I'm going to wear my black tennis shoes with my with my knee-high white socks. That's the, that's if if ever I've heard one, there's a, that's a a get off my lawn outfit. <laughs> so I will I will go I will forego the glasses and I will read this uh, later. So uh, hold on, what show is this? I well I know what show it is, but what number? Let's see. Yeah, it was, that uh, that was you you were part of my listening pleasure today. Ew. Makes me feel so dirty. <laughs> you and Andy and uh, and Luke, Jack, and Eddie. Okay, well, just to interrupt you, this is Avengers Spotlight number 18, Korvac Saga Part 8. Now, why, don't you, bring, now, why don't you bring it in? That's what we're doing, right? Not what we've done. This is 18. You sh okay, all right. I will, I will, I will uh, go with you. 
Well, not go with you, but I will believe you. Now, for anybody who's old enough to know the show, I feel like I'm podcasting with Hank Kimball from Green Acres. <laughs> well, at least I'm not Mr. Haney. No, he, right? he, he was far, far too clever for this type of thing. <laughs> Jeez, Mr. Douglas. Any chance you're going to bring it in? I had to take a little drink. I had to take little little liquids. I had to wash down them painkillers I took for my groin. Oh my God, <coughs> la, la. Ooh, God ooh, why, do, ooh. why do I do this? Why do I subject myself to this? Yeah, that one hurt. Ooh. Maybe we got to forego the laws. Uh, get you right in the upper groin. Get you in the law. Get you in the law. Ooh, yeah. Avengers Spotlight! So, <clears throat> hello and welcome to Avengers Spotlight number 18, Korvac Saga Part Ocho, or Infinity if it's turned on its side. I, of course, am... Who am I? Who am I? I'm Sean Vajon... Oh, wait, sorry. No, that's sorry. I'm not doing Blade Miz. Sorry. Um, I'm Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill Robinson. I'm a doctor of nothing, master of nothing. nothing. <laughs> and with me, as always, is Mr. P., the big pig. Hey, that's his picture. I'm not saying he's a pig. I'm sitting. I'm looking at the pig on the picture on Skype. So, the producer, Mister. Ooh, man, that one hurt. Paul Spataro. I'm thinking. I, I, I'm feeling like the big fig Newton, if you remember that. Ah, yeah, that was in the commercials, right? Yep. Mm. Hi, gang. <laughs> big fig here with that great new dance, the Newton. <laughs> Hit it, Hal. Fig Newtons are delicious. You can like cram. Oh man, they're just so good. Don't fig fig Newtons keep you regular? Well, figs I think keep you regular. I think that's just not the processed figs. Probably don't. Well. <laughs> anyway, you said oh, something about uh, your comic boxes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, so I now have a semi-accurate count. I have between. I don't know. I don't have an exact count of books, and I haven't got everything sorted. But I now know that my book, my box count, my small box count is uh, ninety-six boxes, wow. short boxes. That's a lot. Yeah, more than I thought, more than I realized, because I had them like stacked in front of each other. These are long then, boxes or short boxes? These are short boxes. So that would be like forty-eight long boxes. Okay, because I'm at. What am I at? Seventy short boxes, something like that. 
Yeah, but I'm, like, I'm starting to. I, I'm I'm having a tough time because I've started picking up some you know twenty five cent bargains, and it's making some of those boxes too cramped. So rather than start to redistribute everything, I'm swapping some of them out for long boxes now. Mm. And really, we, see, I I went from some... long boxes to short boxes because it just got to be too hard to move things. Plus, I have shelves like you do. The shelves um, make it a lot easier to. To, to store the long boxes than when you're parking, when you're stacking them. Yeah, I, I am a Marvel zombie because I have, I'd say, 75% of my collection. I'd say 75 to 60% of the collection is Marvel, and then the rest is split. Maybe, let's say it's 60%, I'd say I've got about, uh, yeah, it might be like 25 to 15, like 25% DC and then maybe 15% indie or maybe a straight 20 I'm sorry, 20 I'm sorry split. isn't that 115%? Aren't you no, 75, said, 25, no, and 15? No, I said, I said 60 to maybe 75, but then I erred more on the side of 60, leaving 40, which would be the 25 and 15 or 20, 20, uh, depending on how you want to do the math. Based on my box distribution, I would say I'm 75% Marvel, 15% DC, and 10%. Nah, 20% DC and 5% indie. Mm. I got a ton of indies that I didn't even, I forgot. You see, but I'm counting Wildcats also in the indie because I had them, the, even though now technically they're kind of in DC because they absorb Wildstorm, but before that it was Image. So that's what I've got most of my Wildcats. And I got, a, man, I found a ton of. Stormwatch and um, other stuff, but I'm really only sorting. I'm sorting the Marvel stuff right now, so that's taking up a lot of space right now on the table in the middle of the garage. So, but but I'm finding I had a lot more stuff than I thought I did, and uh, I guess there was some stuff that I got rid of that I didn't even realize because I don't seem to have any new mutants that I know I had a run of them. I think I sold them off at one point. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a pretty good handle on what I have now, so mm -hmm. I, I have to. The, the whole key is maintaining that handle. Yeah, well, that's what I I, I want to get a comprehensive list list of what I have, so I can see what if I want to, you know, because when Yancey Street has the sales, like they're having another one tomorrow, they're uh, dollar uh, back issue bins, anything under ten bucks, anything under nine ninety nine and, and below is a dollar, and I'm like, I don't know what I have. <laughs> that's a problem. So, but I might just. Uh, now that I have like all, all my uh, defenders and um, ROMs and Micronauts in one spot, I could maybe just ch t take a look at those and go run and get some some cheap back issues. Mm. Uh, oh, so, what are we here for tonight? We know what we're here for. What are these people waiting for? They're like, just shut up and get started already. I don't think we have any new emails, do we? No. Except for that one that came from some woman looking for something. I left that one so you could see it. Say, say that again. I'm sorry. I got it. I got distracted. Well, the one that came from a obviously uh, uh, maybe some type of sex site. Oh. Yeah, I left it on there. Maybe Scott forwarded it to himself. I think I deleted it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah, Paul will like this. I just you know that that's that spam shit really pisses me off actually. But whatever. Yeah, we get the spam. We get the. Uh, the Chinese um, business brokers and everything else mm -hmm. coming along. I don't think we have any new Avengers news. Uh, oh, we're going to have a super secret. Well, I guess it's not super secret guest star since we talked about it in the past. Possibly for next episode, right? Yep. Ooh, hoo, hoo. <laughs> 
sucker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to work out the scheduling on that. But, uh, you know, it's taken us months to get this far. So whenever we get to it, we get Yeah, to. it's a few more months. It's a few more months be- between friends. Oh, that was a good, that was a deep one. Oh, man. Mm. So you ready to jump in the book? I am ready, my friend. Right, and we are covering tonight is Avengers 176 that came out in October of 1978. And I, as I stretched to get my hardcover, oh, that hurt. So, oh, whew, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> our credits are Jim Shooter as our plotter, David McElhinney's script, Dave Wenzel is pencils. Pablo Marcos, again, is the inks. Rick Parker, not to be confused with Ray Parker or Peter Parker, is the letterer. Bob Sharon is the, uh, has done the colors. Roger Stern is the editor. John Ramita Jr. has done our cover, along with Terry Austin inking the cover. And Dan Crispy is doing the letters on the cover. Hmm. Yeah, didn't we notice that last time that we were... Yeah, that was odd that... Uh, they actually credit the letterer on the cover. Yeah, that is odd. And that's mm. only the second time I've ever heard of them doing that. <laughs> so, um, and then our cover for the book is also the same um, as the cover for the hardback. Uh, it's slightly different. Uh, to describe the actual cover of the issue, let me go to that real quick. It is, uh, I, I think anybody who's familiar with the Korvac saga has seen this cover. Because this is, I, I think we talked about last time that this was one of the ones that pops to mind uh, when people bring this up. It pops to mind, but I don't think it's one of the best covers. Hmm. Because, I mean, you want to describe it first and then we'll talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I was just trying to get to the larger version uh, instead of the little teeny tiny, puny, super small picture that's in my index. Uh, it's basically like the outline of a body of like maybe... Mr. Clean, <laughs> because it's a person with no hair. And coming from the center of the body, you don't actually see a body. It's It looks like it's composed of, in the center, like Kirby Crackle, and then emanating out from the center of the body is um, white light, and then it changes to like a yellow light, and then it adds streaks, dark streaks, going outward to the, um, the extremities. And then they become like darker in color uh, until they get to like a you know, almost like a dark, burnt, yellow, orangish color. And then surrounding the body is like an energy field that's all in white. And then behind that, somewhat in the foreground, is the Avengers, you know, standing. Uh, Iron Man's there. Probably, the yes, he's the closest. He's got his hand up, shielding himself from this light that's emanating from this being. And the, the vision is approaching also. Wonder Man's there. Uh, Hawkeye, Thor, Miss Marvel, and the Scarlet Witch back in the background. And they're all just aghast. And uh, the cover says Destiny Hunt. And that's basically the basic description of that cover. Now, for the hardcover, it's they did away with the background coloring because behind all the characters is also more yellow rays of light just going out, out to infinity. But on the hardcover, they eliminated that and they redid the body um, but this time it's more in a darker orange color and the flames that outline the body as well, they're also done in orange instead of white. And then the characters are much clearer, um, because they're against like a black background. 
So yeah, I, I punched up a picture of that cover uh, while you were talking about it. I do I do like it with the black background, mm-hmm. but my my biggest criticism of it is because Korvac is basically being portrayed as an energy creature. Um, it, it's He's not he's not really given any detail to speak of, and he's at least fifty percent of the cover, and and it's just kind yeah. of to me it's a, it seems like a lot of wasted space. That I think you could have had a layout with them surrounding him or something, and and you know or or had it I don't know in just a way you you could have laid it out a little bit differently where you know he still seemed just as threatening, but the you know the people look good, mm-hmm. but they're small in comparison, and I think they're they're. You know, it's just he's portrayed in such a simplistic fashion that, you know, I could have drawn that. Well, yeah, he also looks more like the character of Nuclo. Are you familiar with that character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he more looks like in this than anything else. The 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 previous issues cover gives a more menacing. Um, that that was the one where he had the star field in much like uh, like when Captain <coughs> Marvel would do his cosmic awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of the way I picture Korvac than this cover, although this one seems to be the one that most people resonate with. Right. Well, this I think is the one proper- that I would say is I'm most familiar with, the one I've, right. one I've seen the most times. So when you tell me Korvac saga, this is the one that comes to mind first. And, and that's, I think, uh, you know, borne out by the fact that it is the cover to the uh, collection. Mm-hmm. You know, on the hardcover and the soft cover, basically. See, uh, I I would have much rather had one seventy five as the cover to the collection. Yeah, I would too. I th- I think that you know, but maybe maybe it's because that's Dave Cockrum. I don't know. Uh, well, let's see. Dave, who did the last one? Yeah, Cockrum did the last one, and what does it say? Ramita did this one. So, isn't this Perez? No, Perez does no more. He is no. Oh, I thought Perez we, did this cover. We left him behind. Um, da, 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 I think, oh, hold on, let me look. I think 174, let me look in the credits. Yeah, 174 was the last one. So last time was Dave Cockrum, and then we moved on to John Romita Jr. here. But of course, this is John Romita Jr. of the past that did, that was basically when he was doing the house style like he did on um, Iron Man 150. Yeah, well, I think this is superior to when he stopped doing the house style. <laughs> At least the, the way he drew the figures in here, I think, are. Mm-hmm. I think you know when when he became more stylistic, uh, I like his artwork less. See, I didn't mind his artwork when he took over for the X Men. Um, what was that? Mid eighties, like um, because it was still it was stylistic, but it wasn't the way it is now. I mean, now I, I'm not real fond of the way he's doing it now. But that's just my opinion. To each his own. Yeah, well, yeah, well, absolutely. But it seems like he's become more stylistic. I yeah. mean, and, it's, and the more stylistic he's become, the less I've liked him. Yeah, because I think he was doing those X Men with. I think Dan Green was his inker. I want to say, For some reason that pops in my head. Wow, amazing for me to remember an inker, <laughs> other than Terry Austin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and uh, Klaus Janssen. Klaus. I mean, Kla- Klaus Janssen was was Ramita Junior's. Uh, you know, constant inker for quite a while. See, I, I remember him more from um, being because he was Miller's anchor too on Daredevil, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, but I, I think I think his his interaction with Jansen is more recent. I think it's maybe when he uh, when he did Daredevil. Didn't he? He did Daredevil for Born Again, didn't he? Or was that I think something so. else? 
I did find in my collection also, I forgot, I, I picked up that Eternals series that um, Ramita Jr. did, but I don't know who inked it. I, I didn't even, oh, I did. I just happened to, oh, hey, I forgot I had this. Cool. I'll go back and look at it later. <laughs> no, actually, Born Again is drawn by Dave Mazzucchelli. Oh. Glad I looked it up, because otherwise we'd be getting emails telling me, Paul, you're an idiot. Paul, you suck. <laughs> well, I do, but that's besides the point. So... That is our cover. I guess now that we've beaten the cover to death <laughs> with our opinions on it. So let me uh, strain my eyes to the very limits and see if I can read this fine print because Paul doesn't want me to go out. Well, my wife doesn't want me to go out and in my underwear to go get my glasses. I honestly couldn't care less if you go out in your underwear. I just don't need to know about it. You would care if I got arrested. Could you Skype in prison? <laughs> Sure. Then I don't care. Okay. <clears throat> just just don't don't call me on Skype when you're doing your uh, extra activities. Ah, uh, dropping the soap. You got a purdy mouth. <laughs> the synopsis for our issue goes like this. Mm, oh, no. The Avengers continue to hunt the Collector's Killer, with Iron Man employing the team's computers while Starhawk, Moondragon, Miss Marvel, Yellowjacket, Wasp, Jocasta, and Captain Marvel all use their special abilities to seek clues. During the search, Moondragon purges Quicksilver's mind of his hatred of the Vision via tele telepathic in quote unquote insight. Black Panther tries to calm an anxious Wonder Man. Aboard Hercules provokes a fight with Thor until Black Widow breaks it up, and Moondragon calls the fellow searchers back to Avengers Mansion to pull their findings, prompting an irritated Iron Man to remind her he is in charge. I'm Captain Kirk! Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm Tony Stark! <clears throat> when the searchers reassemble... Searchers, reassemble! Oh. Iron Man is surprised that Starhawk's cosmic senses found nothing. But the data collected by everyone else points to a house in a quiet suburbs, uh, in quiet suburban... Where do you live, Paul? I live in Long Island. This is... They're, they're in Queens. Boris tells us in Queens. A quiet suburb in Long Island. <laughs> oh my god. Paul's the enemy. <laughs> well, te technically, Queens and Brooklyn are part of Long Island. But when you say Long Island, you don't consider them because they're part of New York City. Gotcha. They're one so, of the boroughs, the five boroughs. Yeah, right? so, since they're in the five boroughs, when you say Long Island, you just generally don't consider them. But they are on physically on the island. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> to a uh, quiet suburban Forest Hills Garden, to, to house in quiet suburban Forest Hills Gardens. Unable to launch Quinjets with their security privileges suspended, the Avengers commandeer a bus and visit the home in question where seemingly normal where where a seemingly normal couple michael quote and in parentheses korvac and karina feign ignorance oh i don't know what you're talking about get the hell out of my house none of the heroes can find anything out of the ordinary but the deception unravels when a baffled starhawk angrily asks why everyone is talking to a non existent man since he cannot see or hear Korvac the Avengers realize the jig is up and I'm gone oh the Avengers realize they have found their mysterious enemy and Korvac sadly concludes 
that he can no longer remain concealed, that his plans for benevolent universal domination, words that really don't go together, are probably ruined, and that the universe's other great powers will soon rise against him. Determined to defend himself and avenge this setback, Korvac warns the Avengers will pay. Dun, dun, dun. And next issue, to all things an ending. Really? Because I have a title as The Hope and the Slaughter. That's the, at the end of this issue, that's what it le- leaves off with. Oh, because... Now, they the, may have eliminated that in the yeah. hardcover. No, no, no. Oh, well, no, no. No, I mean, I'm reading in the index, and the title of the next issue is The Hope and the Slaughter. Yeah, that may be the title of the next issue, but you know what, the, the box at the very end of the issue where it says next issue... Oh, I issue? think you're right, because I think I remember reading that. Oh, maybe. Oh, let's see. Hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking. Da, 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 da. Yeah, there it is. To all things an ending. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Now, now the first thing I'm going to say, and I want to say it, and then put it down, and leave it there till next episode. Uh, okay. Is that they say uh, what is it? Benevolent dictatorship or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a concept in this book that we're going to have to explore and, and debate a little bit because I think it there's a little. I think there's some room for debate, and it's not presented as if it is. And let's just now. I'm just going to put that down and walk away from it until next episode. Okay. Oh, I just wanted to make uh, that. Yeah. Okay. I think I know where you want to go with that later. So yeah, we don't need to just bring that up now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the first thing that jumps out at me about this book before we start going through it page by page mm-hmm. is I I'm seeing a big leap in the quality of the artwork. Yes. Yeah. I, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. Well, I was assuming you were going to bring that up because it's almost ah. Uh, I hate to always go, oh, George Perez, oh, George Perez. This first page could almost look like a George Perez page, especially with the detail on Iron Man. Yeah, with the way yeah he- I, I agree. I agree. I, I think, I mean, I think I'm crediting uh, Pablo Marcos with this. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's inking it to make it look like Perez now, which is something he hadn't done before this point. And, and I think the quality of the inking has brought up the quality of the penciling. That's that's how I'm interpreting it. Now, I could be totally, totally wrong. And, and it could just be that the penciling is far superior to what it's been in the last few issues. Yeah, overall, I mean, there's a few instances to where the art's kind of like, whoa. Um, and it may, and the, the one I'm pointing out right away is when Moondragon uh, does the mental whammy on Quicksilver... He looks kind of goofy, but then again, she is messing with his mind, so it could be, you know, that's what they're trying to convey with them. Yeah, no, just in general, how Quicksilver is drawn, I'm not thrilled with in this issue. But Okay, so it wasn't just me. Yeah, that's that's one of probably my biggest criticisms in the book, as far as the artwork goes. And there's a couple of the minor ones. I'm not, I'm not saying this is up to the level of Perez, but I think it's more emulating Perez than it had previously. Well, yes. What, uh, there's three panels, but I guess I'll just wait until we get get to those because there's there's qu- quite a few panels in here that I really like. Um, and so I, I guess it's worth pointing them out as we get to them. Yeah, yeah, but but, but yes, this was a, there is a big step up in in the art here. I mean, e- even though it's the same same penciler and the same inker, it's it still is getting much better now. Maybe it's because maybe these two guys didn't work together before. Um, you never know. And they're just trying to now kind of getting each each other's style. Because when I flip back one page to last issue and I look at how Iron Man looks 
when he got mad when he smashed his computer to the Iron Man on the first page of this, it looks like a different artist to me. Yeah, it does. But it's not. And even on the first, you know, just talking right on the first page, like the tech, the way it's drawn. Yeah, I think it. Think, I think it really looks solid, and I think it looks yeah. much more well, like what we got with Perez. And again, I'm cre- I'm crediting Marcos with that. One I, of the I, things I, I, I maybe I may be shortchanging Wenzel, but sorry. <laughs> well, one of the things I thought that was really cool was the way Iron Man's gauntlets are plugged into the computer system. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got he's got one from each gauntlet, and then there's a third one. That I'm not really sure where. Well, I don't know if that may be the same one, but I mean, it does look like it's going up higher. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking it's probably hooked to his chest plate. Yeah, to one of his metallic nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Behold the power of my nipples. That's a Ren and Stimpy thing. I don't know if you get that. I I was a Ren and Stimpy fan at one time, but it's been quite a while. Remember, he was the rubber nipple salesman. I don't remember. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, but yeah, looking at the first page, we've got an uh, opening splash, and it's got Iron Man. And although he is doing this really, uh, I don't know if you can actually do that turn in real life, having your basically your groin straight pointed toward a wall, and he's almost got his body turned like 180 degrees. Now, he's wearing armor. I would say 90 degrees, not 180. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, he, never mind. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Numbers not good at him. So. <laughs> but what it, but what is nice is that they've got the little swivel marks around his head and his body, showing him giving the motion that he just made this t- turn towards Starhawk as he was flying in, and behind him on, on the screens. And see, this is where I think the art picks up is that be, what he was looking at just a second ago is a picture of Jocasta out on the town in her nice new purple outfit. Moon Dragon in, uh, I think that's the Lotus position. Do you, do you really need to have a surveillance camera on Moon Dragon? <laughs> she's she's sitting motionless in a trance. She does have a very low cut shirt or yeah, that's, dress. That's just, he's just being a voyeur. <laughs> you, well, notice he is. Well, no, no. You know, I didn't even notice until now because I I, I was going to say he's looking at all the women, but way down low is a shot of uh, Captain Marvel out in space. Where's he getting these cameras? That's that's the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> He's got cameras that are floating in the air following them all. <laughs> but the figures in those photos are very detailed for the size they are, and that's like I don't like I don't think we could have seen that. Let me flip back to last issue. Like I don't think we could have got that amount of detail in small screens like that with 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 with, with the previous with the way that we were previously do- doing the art. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I, I think this is definitely, like I said, it's a step up. And even even beyond just the uh, the monitors, all the tech that's in between there, which is totally on the left side of the uh, page, and the right side of the page, th- those monitors take up, I'd say, about a quarter of the, well, maybe a quarter to a third of the side of the book. So mm-hmm. there's at least two-thirds of the book still or, you know, of, of the splash page right. from there to the right. And Iron Man is shown in there and Starhawk is shown in there. But a lot of it is tech, and it's drawn very, very well. Yeah. A lot, a lot yeah, of this details. Is what made you know, it doesn't like, have the, the Vinnie Coletta, uh, you know, blanking out of details. Exactly, yeah. This is And, like, going back to one of the early ones we did in, in, in this run when Perez was doing the tech, you know, he really filled up the tech spaces, and they did that here too. 
So, uh, I mean, it's uh, what is it? almost looked like that's a headset behind him, or like it's sitting on a chair or something. Yeah, it does look like a headset. It, it in fact, it looks like a headset, and it looks like there's a uh, you know the microphone. The microphone, yeah, yeah. So it's really it's really some cool stuff here. You know, you've got like a little waveform going by Iron Man's head on some other screen. That looks en- Kirby-ish. Yeah, it's got the little black crackle dots outlining it. And then Starhawk swooping in from outside. You got like a big skylight kind of thing up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and really very nice page. attention to detail. Yeah, I mean it was it was first page of this. I'm like, wow, and and it could you know so basically Starhawk comes in and um, you know he's like uh, everybody's looking. You know we got to do something, and um, um, we get a quick recap of everything, which you know is normal for this era. You know, we get, you know, we, uh, that they, they, uh, went to go find the collector, um, where he was gonna, what is that, like a, th- a thigh master or no, like those little ab shaker, whatever things, barbell. <laughs> looks like, looks like the collector was working out with some dumbbells or something. You know, the one I'm talking about that you oh, shake yeah. back and forth. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but he got, uh, zippity zapped by, uh, Corvac. Zippity zapped by Corvac. Bozdy, bozdy, bop. Zippity zap. I ain't got nobody. <laughs> so then they all came back, got together, decided they're going to search for the quote unquote enemy. What amazes me is that they, they haven't put together. Uh, well, I thought that at first, but then I thought about it more that I guess they really wouldn't put together that Korvac would be the enemy because they don't realize that Korvac has become so all powerful. But mm-hmm. it just seems like there's just like you, it's right in front of you. Hmm, we have a mystery and you have a mystery. Maybe we could just smush them together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. By the bottom yeah. of the page, he's moved Mo- Moondragon's lotus position to a much bigger screen. Oh, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, bec- I, and I think he, as Starhawk was leaving, I think you see Iron Man reaching, and I think that's when he flipped over that display. Oh, good, he's leaving now. I can put her up on the main screen. And then he starts zooming in on the cleavage. <laughs> and as he does that then we also seem to zoom in on uh, Moondragon and uh, I think she knows she's being watched <laughs> so she decides to move and uh, she comes in and interrupts a conversation between Hawkeye and Quicksilver and Quicksilver's back on his high horse about Wanda and um, the Vision and basically she uses the green flim flam telepathic whammy and uh Quicksilver goes, <laughs> and that's probably my least favorite panel in the book, just because his face looks just not not so much. I don't mind the fact that he's kind of looking dumbstruck while he gets hit with you know a mental bolt, but it just doesn't look like a properly proportioned face. I got one other that I don't like. I'm, I'm not saying there's not another that I, think that I don't worse, like, but, but I'm saying this is my least favorite. This was the one yeah. I. I I had the most problem with it, the eyes are too big, the eyebrows are too big, uh, the mouth is too wide. I mean, it just it's it's just not. It doesn't look to me to be a properly proportioned face. Yeah, because his eyes are like super wide open, and his his pupils. Yeah, his eyes. Unless are he's like, on Mars and he can't get air. <laughs> give these people, give me an insight. Give these people insight. <laughs> <laughs> See you at the party, Moon Dragon. <laughs> And then Hawkeye's like, hey, hey, you can't go off treating someone's mind like a bathtub with the ring. 
I'm not quick on the uptake or with the spiffy comments. And suddenly I became Bill Cosby. <laughs> not you know. If you've heard Quicksilver, then I'll get mad until you do the same thing to me. <laughs> but what's weird, okay, I had a theory about this. It says, she says it's done. Quicksilver's hatred is no more. You may thank me. And that's when Hawkeye goes into his spiel. So, Quicksilver is not one of the most stable people to begin with. Nope. And his future actions that where writers will use him down the road, because I believe he was, uh, well, uh, spoiler, if I remember correctly, he was the one that was convincing Wanda in House of M that caused that. Um, and then later, uh, basically, he's been a dick. He's done, made a lot of bad choices. Yeah, the Could insight didn't the, take. Well, well, yeah, but... Is this the beginning? People messing with his mind? Could this be... Now, I'm retconning, coming back to this. But as goofy as his character has been and had these drastic changes in his thinking and his actions, could it be stemming from an incident like this to where he's had his mind messed with in the past? Well, I don't think... I guess I'm trying to get a no prize. I don't think it's retconning, because to me, retconning is... He does all of that, and then you say, oh, yeah, he had a thing where Moondragon messed with his mind, and, you know, it had never been shown before, and now all of a sudden oh, okay. you start throwing it in. This is taking something that actually happened and saying this is what, what it did to him, which, like I said, I don't see that as retconning. Um, no. and, and I think that actually would be kind of cool if they tried to explore it that way, but I don't think they're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think by now uh, most of the Marvel Universe is gone or it's going to be – has been recreated. I don't know. After Secret Wars, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I am right now very not not into what's coming out currently. I, I'm going to have to try and dive into some of it sooner or later. The only things I've read new on in the last couple of months are the first two issues of the latest reboot of Spider-Man. Hmm. But that's it. I haven't read anything else new in a while. Hmm. And I'm and I'm not sure I'm I'm too crazy about the uh, direction they're going on Spider-Man. So that may not last very long. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not reading any of that, so I I, I don't know. So and then anyway, back to this, back to the yeah. After she, uh, you notice when she leaves, she uses a metal bolt to open a door. Oh, you know what? I hadn't seen that, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, come on, woman. <laughs> I guess if you got it, flaunt it. That it's next like a, panel after that with the cleavage, oh, with the sorry. cleavage. Yeah, she's definitely got Oof. the uh, the the big boobs in that one. Uh, but I think that that's possibly the most Perezian looking uh, picture Cat. of the book. Yeah, that, that looks that looks very Perez, and I, that's that's one of the ones that gave me the impression that Pablo Marcus may be trying to make it look like Perez. Yeah, because there's a lot of detail. Even you know, there's some detail in the buildings outside the window, um, and, and even like the, the shadows on the people, and just just overall, to me, it looks like a Perez drawing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And it's funny because Wonder Man is uh, like he's kind of I don't want to say he's freaking out, but he's like, oh, there's a guy out there. He's so powerful. He could blow his world away with his knees and we're doing nothing. And Black Panther says, I suggest reading Keats to soothe your nerves. What? Yeah, that, that'll that calm me right down. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Cap uh, sees Moondragon uh, come in or something preceding her coming in. Um and uh, he's like, uh, what about you, Moondragon? Uh, think we're in for a fight? I don't think, warrior. I know. And for what I've learned, that conflict may begin sooner than any of 
any of us a match. Crash! In the next panel as Thor comes careening through the wall. And these next three, these next three panels were ones that I wanted to call out. I like the detail. Basically, Herc is doing a little tussle with Thor. Um, so, you know, as Herc is wont to do. But I like the way they look because they don't really look Perez in here. No, these don't. I'm trying to... But they look good, and I, I don't know who to compare them to. I want to say... Uh, more of like a Conan artist, but I kill not like a not like a, was it John Buscema? Yeah, not not like him, but they've got that look, they've got that feel to them that they're they're warriors because Thor's hair is like all over the place, like it would be in, in a battle, and Herc just looks like a badass. He looks to me literally like Steve Reeves. Yeah, he does. You know, these three panels are just really great. I know this is great. These panels are great. <laughs> it's, uh, so, you know, they're, they're fighting and uh, Black Widow stops him by zapping him in the shoulder with her uh, widow's sting. To which he says, uh, who dares swat the lion of Olympus with such a gnat sting? Oh, yeah. And, but and my but, question is, if he if if the widow's bite feels like a gnat sting to him, how would he even know what a gnat sting feels like? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, and it's kind of funny before that, I think he's doing a meatloaf line, you know, two two out of three. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> which which reminds me to tell everybody, if you don't listen to Long Play, you really need to listen to uh, to Mike Bailey and Professor Allen's uh, take on, on Bad Out of Hell. It's two out of three ain't bad. But that's just besides the point. Just totally yeah. digressing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Back to the book. Back to the book. In the bins. Back to the bins. So, um... Yeah, so uh, Moon Dragon then says, you know, you, you would all do well to stop your childish games and conserve your strength. You'll need it later when I call for you. And Hercules, what? She'll call? Both Hercules and Thor are standing there looking at her like, what? And thus, See, get a Thor, third. Thor should have just thrown his hammer into her back. Whack! As she walked away. And thus, yet a third moment later, you've had uh, um, Moon Dragon comes in to where Iron Man and is at and says, you've had success, Iron Man? A possibility, Moon Dragon, but nothing concrete. Then we shall proceed with my discovery. I'll summon the others. And Iron Man's like, what? No, wait a minute. I'm the leader of this team. Silence! I must concentrate! <laughs> and uh, we have uh, while on the roof of Bensonhurst. Where is Bensonhurst, Paul? That is in Brooklyn. Ah, Okay. That is, so Ms. that is where producer Paul was born. Ooh, really? Yep. Lived the first almost four years of my life there. I see. And we have the lovely Alistenics on a rooftop. She's in definitely some type of action pose. She's got the yellow legs going. Yellow? Oh, they're pink in mine. Uh, in, this, in this copy, they're, they're very yellowish. Yeah, I mean, her hair is very yellowish. She's, she's but... looking jaundiced in this one. And oh, actually, no. her, her thighs are looking a little large in that picture. Well, that one thigh, that one th yeah, that one thigh, I mean, it could be a perspective thing, but it's kind of like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That that's not the strongest one, strongest drawing as far as her, uh, the right leg I'm okay with, but the left leg doesn't really look like it's attaching to her body very well. It would have looked better if they'd swung the knee out towards us. It wouldn't, it would look. Yeah, and it looks just a tad too meaty. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that, but. Well, for, for somebody who is well, wearing one leg, the outfit she wears, there's something wrong with it. Well, yeah, one leg looks fine. The other one looks a little too big. She she looks a little lopsided. So, 
So, uh, and she basically is picking up a, um, a telepathic message, uh, and, you know, she needs to get back to the mansion. She's been picking things up. Uh, she's been trying to pick things up with her seventh sense cognition for hours, but, uh, oh, wait, I'm getting a message. This just in. Uh, and then also, and on a littered canaries. Canarsie. Uh, Canarsie. Canarsie. Ah. That would be uh, about 15 to 20 minutes east of Bensonhurst. Uh, they've been, um, uh, Yellow Jacket and the Wasp are talking to Samance, <laughs> talking about a storm that destroyed many of their communities in Forest Hills. Hmm. Coincidence? I think not. So, and that was, we have a note, that was back in Avengers 168. Jeez, that was a while ago. The storm was psychic in nature. How did they know that? Because um, they're ants? Because they're ants. Um... So the ants are more sensitive to psychic things than people. Well, uh, I'm we'll maybe go with Corvac that. didn't we'll get with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then they too feel a mental tug from the Avengers Mansion and decide to grow to uh, full size right on the sidewalk, scaring the crap out of the people around them. <laughs> so uh, Wasp grows in size too. And uh, Yellow Jacket points out, you can't fly when you're full size. And she says, I know. But this way is just as fast, and it's so much more cozy, don't you think? So, aw, she's being a loving wife. Isn't that cute? I'm sure sure Hank dropped her somewhere. And then one of the onlookers says, in, uh, I guess would be uh, New Yorker speak? I I think it's supposed to be Brooklynese. The wife ain't going to believe this. I don't talk nothing like that. Uh, forget about it. And amidst the noontime crowds along Fifth Avenue. That would be Manhattan. We have Jocasta. Although there is a Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, but I don't think that's where she is. Ah, We have Jocasta deftly disguised in a purple hat and purple jacket with no pants. No one will <laughs> ever notice her. No, nobody will ever see me. And he, and uh, she's walking and you hear clank, clank, clank. <laughs> <laughs> Oil can, <laughs> and somehow she gets a telepathic summons. <laughs> She's got no brain, man. I <laughs> uh, whatever. Probably worth <laughs> worth noting the reference here that people may not get because when she runs off, the guy says. Uh, what? A oh, woman yeah. made of metal? Anybody see Alan Funt around? Now, if you're younger, you may not know who Alan Funt is, but he was the host and I believe creator of Candid Camera. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember Candid Camera. I just remember when they did it on Saturday Night Live. Joe Joe Piscopo did Alan Funt, but I remember like they went to like a pie shop, and what they did was they took they took the uh, the fork for somebody's pie order. And before they handed them the pie, they took a blowtorch and and made the fork to like three hundred degrees. <laughs> so he's doing in the Alan Fun voice. He's like, he expects to get a, a a mouthful of delicious pie. What he's really gonna get is a mouthful of molten flesh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy does it, and they're cracking up laughing at him. Back to well, Jocasta was. Um... Using her cybernetic senses to uh, trace minute 
um, ionization residue in the air, and she was following it to uh, westward towards what? Oh, a telepathic call from the Avengers. Let me strip naked and run away. So where we get the uh, Alan Funt reference. And and on the outermost edge of Earth's atmosphere, we have Captain Marvel scooting about. Uh, he's saying he surveyed the entire planet and seen nothing amiss. But the sight has seemed such a crude. But but then sight has seemed such a crude mode of observation ever since I gained the ability to become one with the universe. And then he turns into his uh, cosmic. Uh, his body kind of goes cosmic, like in a star field. Which I gotta say, it's not that great. I was just effect. gonna say that's an effect that they've perfected more over time. The star field. Uh, I just don't think they had the ability to do it as well back then as they do now with whatever techniques they had because the stars in his body as he becomes one with the star field just aren't as numerous and as small as you'd expect or as varied in size rather right but it's i still think it's okay it's just not as good as what oh yeah yeah nowadays. no it's not, not not as good as we would see later on down the road um because like later on down the road, a lot of the ones I like is is that when when he does it, usually half his face is in shadow, and that's the side. Like he'll have half of his face will be normal or a quarter of it, and then the rest of his face will be in like the cosmic awareness star field. And I always like that than just a full on cosmic awareness look like uh, here. But he detects that there's been subtle uh, that the universe has been subtly altered. So uh, oh, and he gets the moon dragon call. So they all end up back at Avengers Mansion and basically Moondragon, who I assume was reading their minds this whole time, little, little intrusive, <laughs> um, it says, oh, you you each have um, a piece of information. Put them all into the computer and let's see what we get. <laughs> OK, let's let's stop there for a second. These are her, this is what she says. I'm reading her dialogue. Quite simply, you've each picked up clues that have a common denominator. And now, Iron Man, you will program them into the computer so that we may learn what that factor is. Now, if she knows that they all have a common denominator, how does she not know what that common denominator is? Why do you need yeah. a computer to tell? Yeah, I know. Either, either she kinda... should say, perhaps they have a common denominator. Can you put it in the computer? Or she should say, don't worry about the computer. I'm just going to tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah, then Iron Man, look, lady, you're treading a thin line. I'll follow your plan because it's a good one but just remember when this is over i give the orders you you make requests clear <laughs> he's kind of like yeah yeah i'm in charge here stupid moon dragon <laughs> and then they go to okay starhawk you first and he's got the dirt face oh uh, <laughs> uh, i'm sorry Iron man but i got but i found nothing I and they're it. like what <laughs> let me embarrass you before i ask the other people yeah he's like what but these others with lesser psychic abilities at least came up with bits and pieces. How could you possibly not? And he's like, I merely reveal what I sense, except except the word of one who knows. It's Iron Man speak for you. Suck, Starhawk. <laughs> yeah. Dick. Get out of here. Then, uh, yeah. Then he's like, all right, Starhawk. I'm sure you did your best. Yeah. Here's a little participation trophy. Now go sit in the corner. <laughs> So how about you, Yellow Jacket? I believe you said something about ants. So we cut away from that because, you know, we're just going to rehash everything that they've just did. And um, <clears throat> back in uh, Forest Hills, uh, Korvac is watering a plant. <laughs> and he's saying, ah, 
These mortals are persistent, Karina. The one called Iron Man won't give up, and his insistence has uncovered traces that I carelessly left behind. Uh, but, Michael, since they've allied themselves with the Guardians of the Galaxy, couldn't that mean another confrontation with Starhawk? No. And we get a rehash of uh, when Starhawk came and confronted him the first time, and he basically destroyed him, rebuilt his body molecule by molecule, with the alteration that uh, Starhawk could in no way perceive <laughs> Michael Korvac. Yeah, that's not going to bite you the ass. So... Basically says, but what if on their own they so should somehow stumble upon us? Then, my darling Karina, I am afraid that will most fervently they, that they will most fervently wish that they had not. Dun, and these dun, dun. and these few pit panels here look 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 pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, I, got I, no... I think they did a good job with them of what what they did on the flashback panels. It seems like they went with a more muted color palette. To you know, besides just rounding off the edges of the uh, panels, yeah, but it, but it just gives it kind of a different feel from the rest of the book. Yeah, because Starhawk, instead of the uh, the the dark blue and the yellow um, in his in his costume, is uh, is more like a very 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 light blue, almost and, a pastel. Yeah, and then more of like a very light yellow color. Um, same with Korvac himself. Uh, where his skin tone is, you know, the skin tones are much lighter. So yeah, it's a, the flashback ones are pretty good. And, uh, the last panel of this, uh, page, uh, (laughs) it's Arnold. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. I'm afraid the day will most fervently wish they had not. That's exactly what I was thinking was to read that in an Arnold voice. (laughs) And now we go back to Bill. (laughs) Back at Avengers mansion. I've never seen, uh, eight people so excited or trying to get to a console so fast. <laughs> Look at them all there. Yeah, they're all they're all in action pose. They're all in action except pose. Iron Man, who looks like he's uh, got to drop a deuce. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, they they, they should have just had him standing there. I don't know why they're all in those poses. Uh, so that's the last program. It should only take a few seconds for the circuits to collate the data and. Everybody, Wait. strike a dramatic pose. <laughs> Wait, a readout. Then there was a common factor. According to this balance of, uh, according to all this, uh, according to this, all of the disturbances were we examined, including the blast that vaporized the collector, centered around one specific area, which means that with any luck, and it's, it's like zooming in, it says Queens, and then zooming in. He's got Google tools. Maps on his screen. <laughs> or Google World, rather. Google, Google Corvac. Which means that with any luck, the enemy, the ultimate threat to the universe, can be found at Forest Hills Gardens. <laughs> right by Shea Stadium. <laughs> you sure this thing ain't on the fridge, Shellhead? He'd say sure from like tapping it now. Is this thing working? Assuming it's not, how do we get there? I want to know who said that. Which one? Assuming it's not? Well, no. What? Who said, you sure this thing ain't? On the Fritz shellhead, do you think that's the wasp that's saying that? Because she was to that side of him. I'm thinking it's either the wasp or yellow jacket because I don't think anybody else of the characters that are there would say those words. Maybe Miss Marvel. Mm, I, I, she's she's such a peripheral character at this point. Yeah. I still don't think she would say it that way. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to give those oh, two wait. lines. Are you sure it's on the Fritz? And assuming it's not, I'm putting them. One of them is wasp and one of them is yellow jacket. Well, one of them is wasp because. Uh, 
It says, and assuming it's not, how do we get there? And it says, a good question, Wasp. With our Avengers priority revoked, we can't use Quinjets. Okay, so the second line I'm giving to Wasp, the uh, it's assuming mm-hmm. not how are we going to get there, because that's what he's directly responding to. Yeah. And, and so, so the so first we're... line I'm giving to, to Hank Pym, then. Right, and it says, and since some of us can't fly, we'll just have to wing it another way. Avengers, assemble uh, on the, the corner first strategical outside. thought here. Why don't they send Quicksilver for reconnaissance? Yeah. Well, Unless okay. they're afraid that it, he's going to meet up with somebody so difficult that he's going to get killed. Now, exactly how many people here can't fly? Because let's look at them all standing Star on... can fly. Iron Man can fly. Oh, Yellow Jacket can fly. Moon Dragon's a bitch. Wasp can fly. Black Panther cannot. Jocasta cannot. Captain America cannot. Thor can. Quicksilver can run incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Hercules cannot. Hercules cannot. cannot. Black, Black Widow, uh, Widow cannot. cannot. Uh, Ms. Marvel... Wonder Man and Vision all can. Captain Marvel can as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot I missed his little pinhead there. Yeah, and then Scarlet, Scarlet Witch can. cannot. But could so, they carry him? So more than half of them can. So yeah, you think with that large of a group of heroes, you might say, those of you who can fly, go ahead. The rest of us will catch up. Or you could carry one of us. See, I don't remember if Moon Dragon had any could uh, had any te- telekinesis to allow her to actually fly. I think she can kind of like float in a way that rivals iron man's solar skates yeah because i don't think there's anybody that uh, yeah i mean well you know maybe they can't necessarily carry more than one carry somebody wonder man could carry somebody yeah yeah it just see iron man can carry somebody yeah well the marvel can carry somebody i mean there's no reason that they can't get there faster but it just makes for a clever moment yeah because it does lead to a nice gag that basically they commandeer a bus and then if you see when they get on the bus, Vision is sitting next to Jocasta and Hawkeye is sitting next to the Scarlet Witch, even though Vision and Scarlet Witch are married. Yeah, and Wonder and, Man and apparently, is apparently, you know, Hawkeye banged her, so it's really, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of a strange situation there. And Quicksilver looks like he's going to be sitting next to Cap, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And why would Moon Dragon's all by himself in the back? Why would a speedster... Sit on a bus. I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't think about why didn't they just send him out to pew. Oh, yeah. Pew. Oh, I just there's a man and a woman there. You know, he could have ran up, peeked in the window, ran away. But Korvac would have known he was coming. So yeah, but they don't know that. True. Uh, so basically, they hop on the bus. Forget about us. Put the blame on me. <laughs> and they tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree to everybody get off. Um. Well, first, you know, it's like, uh, we have an emergency situation, driver, and I'm afraid I have to commandeer this bus. Now, if you'll just have your passengers get off. Look, pal, you got your job and I got mine. Maybe I can get you when your buddy's a group rate, but I said now, mister. Whoa. <laughs> Iron Man becomes a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so when all the people get booted off, they, you know, when you got one guy saying, well, this is an outrage. All right, the mayor. All right, my congressman. Uh, all right, and Landers. So, again, another item that uh, kind of cements this in time. Yeah, most people are probably more familiar with Ann Landers' sister, Dear Abby. Mm. But uh, they were both advice columnists in the 70s, 80s, maybe even in the 60s. I'm not sure. Yeah. And basically, Iron Man says, sorry for the inconvenience, folks, but it was unavoidable. Our butler is calling taxis for you now. At Avengers' expense, of course. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things uh, that are at Avengers' expense. There's buses, there's planes, Two helicopters. Thor through a wall. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then now we see the bus on its way, and, you know, like, we got this little, one little, because uh, <laughs> I guess Iron Man's driving the bus? Are we to assume that Iron Man's driving the bus? Uh, it's not really clear. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Because they I... say you... Because you got a car go, going around the bus and watch it, fella. Where'd you get your license? In a box of Cocoa Puffs? And uh, so somebody else in the says, he's off that horn, you idiot. Didn't you see who's driving that thing? So obviously one of the Avengers is driving. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Iron Man. Which, that would be, that, he really shouldn't be driving a bus because he can't have good peripheral vision in that armor. Unless there's cameras. <laughs> no, see, they should have Starhawk driving the bus. Because it was cosmic senses. Although if Korvac jumped out in the middle of the road, he might run him over. <laughs> that would be the end of the series, of the story. <laughs> Look yeah, out! Get him with the bus. <laughs> oh, you just hit that guy. What guy? What guy? I didn't see anything. The guy that was right there. I saw nothing. He was right there. Except the word of one who knows. <laughs> I didn't hit anyone. Just keep moving. He's still under the bus. You're dragging him. You don't hear that? I hear nothing. <laughs> He screams all the way down the street. <laughs> We're going to Forest Hills, and that's final. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say maybe they could get Daredevil to drive the bus. <laughs> you just hit that guy. I didn't hit anybody. I didn't see anything. Stevie Wonder wasn't available. <laughs> so, all right. I guess I could have looked this up. Um, this is okay. So they arrive, uh, 33 rather bumpy minutes later in Forest Hill Gardens. <laughs> Look at that. This line was made specifically just for me, right? You got the guy watering the uh, lawn. Good morning, star shine the earth. It says hello. <laughs> that's, that's for you. Why is that for you? Because it's singing, it's just singing in the oh, book. Okay. It's, it's, it's music. So, uh, they all get off. <laughs> Everybody's amazed. The Avengers are getting off the bus. Um, <laughs> uh, Cap, ever the tacticians. It looks peaceful enough, Iron Man, but perhaps we should send out a scout. Oh, now you want to send out a scout. You couldn't have had your speedster just run out here like you said. And uh, Hawkeye says, scout? I guess what? Killer lawnmowers? Now, these three people. Or what are these people, Herb Trempy? I don't think so, but... Because the one lady says, relax, Herb. They're probably just here to open a 7-Eleven or, uh, or, or something. So I didn't know if like they drew yeah, you would think maybe someone from the bullpen. No, but uh, it does not look like Herb Trimpy to me. So I, I don't think... If it is Herb Trimpy, it's a pretty poor rendition of him. Yeah, because these three people in, this, in, in, in that panel, eh, they're not that good. No, no, they're not, and... I'm, I'm, I suspect that they are somebody, you know, they are three people that they know, or at least the two men look like they'd be somebody. The woman doesn't necessarily look like she's photo referenced in any way, but the two men look like they could be. Yeah. So Shellhead says, uh, well, that's it. The house, the computers singled out and uh, Hawkeye's. Yeah, it sure looks dangerous. We don't want uh, we don't watch out. We could all die of embarrassment. And Quicksilver's got dark face. Oh, I didn't even see him there because he's in the fold of, of, of the. Yeah. What, what is with him? Durr, he's still a bit affected still by it. insight. He's still got insight. Durr, I got it. I got insight. 
A doorbell is rung. Answered N. I'm sorry to bother you. I would like a few minutes if you'd like to accept Iron Man as your... Sa- oh, wait, sorry. Let me just tell you, sir, that outfit is fabulous. <laughs> God, your abs are magnificent. And, and what, 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 is your, what is your waist? A, a size 23? <laughs> <laughs> this, you, you could take his arms and put them together and that would equal his waist size. I mean, and look at his legs. His legs are even look smaller. Like, they're really not... <laughs> I didn't really notice it that much, but the legs are... Yeah, yeah. Not good proportions, but... So anyway, uh, they talk to him and uh, ask if they could come in. And um, Michael Korvac... Uh, well, Michael, says, This is most irregular, but very well. And says, The annoyance in the tall man's voice is not lost on the Avengers. The pulsement in Starhawk's eyes, however, is. Because Starhawk's... Starhawk is looking... What? He's just like... Hmm. Looks like he's sad. Sad. Sad Starhawk. <laughs> so, they go into somebody's house. What's the first thing that Iron Man says? Yellow Jacket Wasp. Search the house. Report anything unusual. I'd be like, hey, 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 whoa, you got a warrant? Well, you know what what's you- unusual? Based on that shot, those ceilings must be 15 to 20 feet high. <laughs> That's cool for a, for a tutor in Forest Hills. <laughs> yeah, that is a, yeah, you've got that... Uh, Look how high that, that chandelier is. Well, unless we're, like, right next to the chandelier. Like Even if we are, look at your perspective. I know. He looks he looks so tiny underneath it. Yeah, you're right. Well, you know, you got to fit. drop it is to the table. The chandelier is not even directly over it. <laughs> well, you got to fit everybody else in the picture. Now, it, the coloring on mine, Moondragon has no skin tone. She's completely ghost white. Yeah. Is the same in yours? Yeah, and Ms. Marvel has, uh, has red, red legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody uh, dropped the ball on on the coloring and Quicksilver's bring it up the rear. Cause he's probably still lost in insight. Yep. Uh, so it's, uh, basically, um, the guest of the, uh, the owner of the house and, you know, says, Oh, for matters, my name is Michael and I sure there's nothing here to find. And, uh, Iron Man says for the sake of, uh, of a great many of my friends, Michael, quote unquote, I hope you're right. But with the stakes this high, we have to make, and before he can finish, it says, "No go, uh, Wasp and Yellow Jacket are back. No go, Iron Man. We checked every room. Nothing but furniture. And Jan says, and all in good taste, I might add. <laughs> uh, ever the socialite, Janet Van Dyne. Wow. And, I, and I'm now on page 200 of my hardback. Or 26 of the comic. So... They're all kind of arguing because it's like, oh, my God, the tabloids are going to love this. We look stupid. This this guy's going to, you know, <laughs> Herc saying, does thou, does thou mean there is to be no battle? Only, and uh, <laughs> Hawkeye's got his arms over his head. Hawkeye's saying, look how high these ceilings are. <laughs> can you believe this? I can stretch my hands. But his arms are like way out of proportion. <laughs> they just don't look right. No. Since only in court, big fella. Those people on the bus are going to hit us with such a lawsuit. And Iron Man goes, no, there's something here. There has to be Moondragon, Captain Marvel, Jocasta. Use your senses. Look for anything out of place. Anything. And then that, uh, shot of, that shot of Iron Man looks like a Kirby. Oh, where he says anything? Yes. Oh, yeah. Look, look at the yeah. legs, the way they're inked. That looks like a Kirby shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then... Uh, Moondragon, Jocasta, and um, Captain. Captain Marvel, they're all uh, straining. And they basically says, uh, nothing, uh, I'm not getting anything. And then all of a sudden, Starhawk just snaps! He doesn't say, hey, what's going on here? He just freaks. <laughs> he goes, enough! 
I don't know what your game is, but no one makes a fool of Starhawk. For minutes you've been talking and probing, pretending to receive responses, but from whom? There's nobody there. <laughs> but yet he's pointing at the, exactly at Michael Korvac. I, I like that shot, though. I like the, the the freaking out look on his face. Yeah. And what's cool is that, like, earlier, uh, where was it? In one of the earlier, the early shot where they first come in the door, see, because now, it, okay, where he's pointing saying there's nobody there, he's got his signature, like, black eyeliner makeup, I guess if you want to call it, on, and, like, in his dirt face earlier where he said he had nothing, he didn't have that look either. But yet, three panels prior, you know, where his eyes are kind of white and is the, uh, I don't know, almost like he's got too much eyeliner on. But um, but it's nice that, that 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 came back. Like, I don't know if that shows he's using his senses. Not sure. but uh, Yeah, I'm not sure either, but it is it, it makes for a good effect. Yeah. And then, uh, like, everybody's finally, even Moondragon's dumbfounded. She's like, nobody? Captain Marvel. But how could Starhawk not see? And then Miss Marvel, everybody's completing each other's sentences. Miss Marvel, unless someone didn't want him to see. And then Jocasta, but who could blind him to? And then Yellow Jacket, the only being powerful enough is. <laughs> and the Wasp, oh my God, Hank, we've. And now we have uh, Michael Korvac. Now the yes, shot my... they have him there before you read his line, it's a very thin line, kind of a bright picture, and. What we what happens is as this progresses, it gets darker and darker and darker, and I like that effect. Mm. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. So he's like, "Yes, my dear, I'm afraid you've found the one you call the enemy, and you can't imagine, uh, you can't imagine how very, very sad that makes me." And then Thor, this mortal is our ultimate adversary. <laughs> like he's insulted. Uh, Cap says, I have a feeling, Thor, that he passed mortal some time ago. Very astute, Captain America. For even more than your, uh, for, for even more than your Norse compa- compatriot, I am a god, and I was going to be your savior. Your savior. Your sa- savior. You say savior, I say savior. <laughs> Sabotage? No. And, yeah, this is a nice shot to where he's got his back to them now. And he's looking out the window, and he's just doing a nice little soliloquy. Uh, for and, there is, and as they're doing that, as he's doing that, they're all they seem to be kind of closing rank on him a little. Yeah, yeah, they're all getting ready to, you know, getting into position to pounce. So for there is much cruelty in the cosmos, cosmos, much injustice, and I was in the unique position to alter that to bring all of existence under my sane and benevolent rule. But you, with your stubborn determination to save what you don't even comprehend, have discovered me, a revelation that I know will not go unnoticed. Ah, the hopes, the dreams. And then the next panel, his face is completely in shadow now. And um, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're talking. It's like <laughs> what they're saying is completely ridiculous, you know, because uh, they're saying, should do we rush him? Uh, and Vision says, there seems to be little, little logic in attacking a foe and merely stands here. And Wonder Man says, well, uh, maybe we could take him, uh, talk him into surrendering, huh? Maybe. Uh, Hawkeye, baloney. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm gonna. And Korvac, he's still got his back to them. And he says, uh, 
this is where Korvac says, do nothing, Archer, for it now occurs to me that as the collector predicted, the other deities will soon rally against me. And then, it, and then his voice gets like they make the words quieter, almost like he's maybe he's whispering now. And that you, with your near-sighted vision of what is right, shall join them. And then when he spins around, he looks a lot like I want to say he looks like Robert Lansing, Gary Seven from that old the old Star Trek. He's kind of looked like Gary Lansing throughout. In, in uh, that's true. I think we did bring that up. Now this one's a little off. I wish they had his other eye with a little bit more darkness on it. To kind of balance it out, and this, yeah. and this kind of looks like. Does this look like a Salbusema? Hmm. With, with like you know, like a Hulk face with the teeth. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, now you say that, I, I I hadn't seen it, but yeah, a little bit. So then he spins around, and now he's crackling with energy around him, and it says, "And though I realize that I can no longer save the future, I can save myself." And then in the last splash page is where he's um, like he's gone full blown. He's um, created his Korvac form uh, is like springing from outward from his body, you know, cause you've got a shot of him as a human and then he's like transforming. And then there's a third one above that to where he's uh, er- everything that's light on his body is yellow and everything that's dark is like a purplish red color and uh, cowering basically before him is uh, everyone that's assembled and they're all, you know, he's got Kirby crackle coming off of him. It says so let the war begin here and now and know you and know you avengers that you've brought this upon yourselves for your meddling heroics have destroyed the hopes of a universe the dreams of a god and for that you shall pay i think this is a really good page this almost I, I, not so much in style as in layout and everything it, it's almost like jim starlin-esque to me mm-hmm. uh and it's effectively the same shot as the cover, just from a different angle. Right. This would basically bump from the front. I mean, we, we yeah, we would. Well, not really from the front. We see him from the front, but every instead of looking at the back of all the all the heroes, we're, we're, we see them to the left of him, and he's facing us as he transforms. And I just noticed we only see like Thor's um, helmet wing. See it there, oh, right yeah. next to Starhawk. Mm-hmm. I I. I I didn't see that before. And, and I actually didn't notice uh, above Wonder Man is uh, Yellow Jacket and the Wasp. Right. What is that other, th- those two orange blobs, or is that just, uh, I think that's just, oh, I, I see them, they're up there too. Those it's are just, big onions. I, yeah. Mm, val- those are Vidalia onions, yeah, from Georgia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a really good page. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, This the art overall. I mean, has just been really uh, superb. Yeah, we've kind of pointed out more of the nitpicks and the panels that aren't as good. But as we said very early on, this the art is very solid in this book, mm-hmm. with the exception of what we pointed out. I'm glancing ahead to the next one. No, no, wow. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just looking at the art. We'll talk I'll... about the art next time in the next book, in the next oh, episode. Or we will man. have our special guest on here. Ooh, Marvel fan extraordinaire. Anyway, who owns no movies at all? What 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 I like about <laughs> this book is it's really the entire book is a prelude to what's coming in the next issue, even though it's equal in length to the next issue. But it's just it's it's again it's another one of those slow buildups, you know, just 
building it and building it and building it until you come to that conclusion. And then you come to that conclusion. It's like, oh, my God, I got to wait a month until the next issue comes out. Yeah. Because it's finally coming to a head after whatever this is, eight, eight parts, nine parts. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. This has been this is the longest uh, storyline we've done to date. Yep. Till we do the uh, Celestial Madonna story. Celestial Madonna. Baby. Oh, I'm sorry. But I, you know, like I said, I, I, I remember I was reading this when it came out, and and was like, oh god, I can't wait for the next issue to come out. <laughs> this this was great, and uh, overall, I, I you know I, I have to rank this very highly on. I, I think my my lowest grade goes to the cover, and and it's the most iconic of the uh, Corvette covers. Next, oh, um, one quick thing, I was just checking. I thought there was a difference in the number of pages. This has one less page than the last issue and the next issue. Next issue has 18 pages. Last issue had 18 pages. This one only had 17 for some reason. I'm crying foul. What the? I'm returning my book. After all these years, I'm returning it, and I want my 35 cents back. Actually, all of them have been. I'm going back real quick, and all of them have been 17 pages. Um, it, and it was only last issue that jumped up to 18 well, so they should have charged me forty cents for that issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go back to set seventeen pages. So they were even increasing the page count for this story because I'm flipping through like for the next yeah, it stays there's only like one other issue, like one eighty eight is the next eighteen page I- issue. Other than that, they're all staying at seventeen. So yeah, ne- next issue's gonna have uh, a little bit extra. Woohoo. And plus I guess we're gonna cover something else as well. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, are we gonna rate this or nah? Do we need to rate it? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, okay, okay. Here's, here's what I'm, here's we know what, what we're gonna give it. No, 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 no. The oh, story, cool. I'm giving an A. Okay. The interior art, I'm giving a B plus. Not giving it an A. I think there were a couple of things we pointed out that may, took it away from the A. Mm. And while the cover, I think, is very well rendered, I don't like the fact that so much of the space is used for. Uh, you know, bright light exploding. So the cover, I'm going to get also give a B. So maybe okay, it surprised yeah. you there. Yeah. Maybe I was a little more harsher than you thought. In fact, well, the story. In fact, I'm going to take it back. The story, I'm giving an A plus. The, so only, the only real weakness in the story is why didn't they send Quicksilver? Yeah, yeah. And so why it's didn't they flop? basically like an overall A for the book. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm going to give the book overall an A. And yeah, I'll agree with your points and um, my. My ratings will be the same as yours. Yeah, I mean, the art reminds me of Perez, but I still think if Perez had drawn it, it would be a notch above what it is. True. So that's yeah. that's why it's you know it's it's a B or B plus on the art, or whatever whatever it was I said. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's not not quite an A. If Perez drew it, it would have been an A. A. So next episode, we are going to conclude the Corvax saga, and then we're going to do a recap, sort of, kind of. Special Corvac episodes. We still have two more Corvac episodes to go. Right. We have the final one, which we're going to have a guest, and we're going to try to uh, see if we can get Scott on as well. Yeah, we, we've, you know, it's nice when we get Scott in here. Well, I'd, I'd like him to be here for the last one, mm-hmm. if at all possible, if his schedule will permit. And um, and, and our guest, and then after, yeah, then, then after that, uh, should I mention what I'm going to cover? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, there was a, I'm going to cover... The Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. 
You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. My upper groin hurts. I, that's when, you know. About where the appendix would be, but I know it's not that. Guess what's going at the end of this episode? <laughs> My upper groin hurts. Yep.